Hey guys, Tom Laird, voice of advice from a call center geek, CEO at Expedia. Hey, the podcast is brought to you by Expedia Interaction Marketing. We are a 600-seat call center outsourcer. I would love to talk to any of you looking to outsource any of your customer support or your sales functions, looking for political calling or, or just some extra overflow during the holiday season. If you are looking for any type of USA outsourcing support, hit me up. You guys know my LinkedIn. I'd love to talk. This is Advice from a Call Center Geek, a weekly podcast with a focus on all things call center. We'll cover it all from call center operations, hiring, culture, technology, and education. We're here to give you actionable items to improve the quality of yours and your customers' experience. This is an evolving industry with creative minds and ambitious people like this guy. Not only is his passion call center operations, but he's our host. He's the CEO of Expedia Interaction Marketing Group and the call center geek himself, Tom Laird. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of Advice from a Call Center Geek, the Call Center Contact Center podcast. We try to give you some actionable items, take back in your contact center, improve the overall quality, improve your agent experience, hopefully improve the customer experience as well. How is everybody doing? My name is Tom Laird. For those of you by now who don't know me, I am the CEO here at Expedia Interaction Marketing. Expedia is a uh, 500, 600 seat call center outsourcer located here in, it's spring, it's nice, it's like 70 out, Erie, Pennsylvania. It's kind of nice to get through the uh, the doldrums of that February kind of ending here in uh, in March. Getting to April, I'm a big golf guy, Masters is coming, pretty fired up. That's kind of the official kickoff of nice weather for me. Hey, I have an interesting episode show for you guys today that I'm hoping can can help on multiple fronts. One, I want to talk about progressive discipline with associates and improvement plans and what happens when you put someone on on probation or you know whatever term you have in your in your contact center. And and some tips that I think can help you develop a program. You know, this isn't a cookie cutter, hey, this is what you should do, but you know, it's really you should listen to a bunch of people and and hopefully I can be a voice with that too. To give you, you know, some of the things that we do, and then you can kind of make a decision if that's going to fit or help in your culture and your organization. I want to start with something though, pretty weird, and I think it's something that everybody here needs to start to learn about. And hopefully, you know, if this is the first time you're hearing about it, you can maybe go on YouTube and and kind of go down the rabbit hole and, and learn more about it. But I want to just real briefly introduce you, if you've not heard it, to the the term of NFT which stands for non-fungible token. And again, trust me on this, I'm going to tie it into the contact center in a, I guess, in a weird way before I get into this. But I, I think it's important because it's a, it's a technology that's really starting to come on and it's going to have a lot of future implications on how we do business and how we purchase things and how we, you know, we buy and sell different types of items. And, and even the, the types of items that we can now start to buy and sell through an NFT process is evolving. So basically, it's kind of confusing. So let me try to make this as, as easy as possible. It's basically the ability, you know, currently to, to buy and sell digital assets. And when I mean digital assets, like digital artwork, right? So you make a, you know, something in Photoshop and having the ability through blockchain, which basically locks it down so that only one person can own that. And there is a record of who owns it, 
um, what it was sold for, what it was bought for. So there, it's not just like you know having a a piece of a, a JPEG or a PNG that gets passed around. It actually has an has an ownership that goes along with it, and with that has some some value. You know, my kids, and I know a lot of your kids out there play Roblox, right? And if you don't have kids, but Roblox is basically a it's a digital game where you're kind of in this own fantasy world and you have a person and you walk around and you you can buy buildings and you can buy houses and you can decorate and um, you kind of live your own, I guess, second life kind of thing. Um, and in that, you can you can buy Robux and you could buy a hat for your character. You could buy a shirt for your character. And that just stays in the game. Well, I think that you know Roblox going public, I think one of the things that's going to happen is you know, they're going to look at blockchain and look at starting to sell NFTs within the game. So basically, that would mean that there's there's one hat, right, that's maybe $100 that your character can buy. And that character then can go sell it on even on, on a secondary market to have for somebody else to have that hat. And there's only one of those hats. So it's interesting, right? And it, you got to kind of wrap your head around it. One of the really cool things that, that I've gotten into is there's a website called NBA Top Shot. And basically, they're they're selling right uh, highlights of NBA games. So think think of a you know old school baseball card, right? You used to have baseball cards, and you used to collect baseball cards, and then you trade them, and then you could sell them. Well, now they're doing the same exact thing through blockchain with NBA highlights. So pretty cool. So one of the things you know, and some of these these like LeBron James, you know, are going for two hundred thousand dollars, five hundred thousand dollars. There was a digital house yesterday that was sold for five hundred grand. Now, there's going to be a lot of other blockchain implications to this. We know when it comes to financial services and, and I think how the call center operates. But one of the things that I wanted to try to do, because I think it's just going to be fun, is we are, there's a website called OpenSea, S-E-A, and it's a place to sell NFTs. And so what I'm going to do is I'm going to create um, a drawing in my terrible, I mean, honestly, I mean, I'm being totally open here. It's more for the, I think, the the rarity of it than maybe the actual <laughs> beauty of it. But we're going to create NFT drawings um, that's basically going to be me on a rocket book, and I'm going to create a drawing for every podcast that we've done. Um, right now, I have three that are up there on OpenSea, and um, they're going to be all Series 1. And there's going to be 10 of them in series one, right? And there's only going to be one of them. And we're not going to sell them um, after that. There's there's just one and then you own it and then you can buy it and you can sell it. And I think that the the community here um, is getting to a point where, you know, I, I think that there could be a little bit of activity with that. So I'm, I'm kind of excited with that. It's just another, I guess, way to, to own a, a piece of your favorite episode. If there's something that really sparks something with you, something that you can maybe hang in your office or you can have. And then when you get bored with it, the cool thing is you don't have to keep it. You can sell it and, and hopefully you can make some some money off it uh, as well, especially, you know, this these series one. Okay. I mean, again, I, I'm not here to to, pu- to pub my uh, my my, my artwork, but I just wanted to see, and, and I think it's a good way for at least, even if you don't buy anything, go on that site, look around and, and maybe have your mind blown with some of the things that are, that are being sold on there. Cause it's, it's a whole different world. Uh, but again, NFT, Google it, YouTube it, go down the rabbit hole with it, learn about Ethereum, learn about Bitcoin. Uh, these things are not going away. In fact, they're, they're growing and I, I want you to get on the train now. All right, so getting off my my NFT soapbox, let's talk about 
the call center stuff that you guys really, you know, really came here for. And today we want to talk about performance plans and progressive discipline and how do we deal with an associate that just, you know, is not up to snuff and how do we try to get them back on track? So I have, I have so many things on this that sometimes it's hard for me to, to kind of narrow it down, but I want to start with a, a couple of things that I think will help the most. Number one is you need to have what I believe is a, we call it a progressive discipline policy. And basically what you want to do is snuff out and talk through, you know, all of the different, you know, carrots or sticks that could happen when, when something happens in your contact center. So for example, what happens if a associate calls off three days in a row? Do they need a, a doctor's excuse? Do they need some type of, of, uh, permission to come back? Uh, what happens if somebody swears on the floor or what happens if somebody just leaves early from their shift and doesn't tell anybody? You know, so all of these things that are normal call center things need to be scoped out. Then you need to decide how associates are going to be held accountable for them, right? So if that is a three-day suspension, if that's a one-day suspension, if that is you know losing privileges or you know whatever that is in your call center, um, you know I I am a big carrot guy more than a stick person. You know, I'm going to try to do everything I possibly can to not get to this point, but there are certain times, right? And especially if it's attendance driven, if it's quality driven, if somebody says something on the phone that they shouldn't have, if they're not giving effort, right? That, you know, you can try to rah-rah them all they want, but at a certain point when the rubber meets the road, you know, we got to make a decision on on how we get this person back. So the the cool thing we have is a as a real scoped out policy. So all the reps know, right? And so if you have a QA score that is under this, kind of this is what our coaching is going to be. But if it continues, this is what we're going to do. If you call off, you know, three days in a row, they understand this is what's going to happen. If um, if you just walk off your shift, right? Or if you now if you just log out from home early, this is what's going to happen. That's all talked about in, in training. There's a, um, a manual for it, right? From our uh, our policy book that they all have, they all know it, right? So there's no, the worst thing that you can have is have your HR or your supervisor or your manager be subjective with with people, right? That poses so many cultural issues. So you don't want, you know, Susie, who's the call center manager who has a favorite, um, who's who plays, you know, favoritism and, and plays games with a couple associates that she really likes and comes down really hard on others, right? So you got to take all that out, right? So I think, you know, having a policy, a progressive discipline policy, you know, actually helps, you know, the culture of the organization because everybody kind of knows what's expected, what's not. And if something does happen, this is kind of the next steps that are going to take and there's no surprises and there's no favoritism. All right. So that's kind of the worst case scenario. And, and I want to get into a full, you know, plan here of, of what, if somebody goes on, on a probationary, you know, period, or if we call it probation. I, I think it's a terrible term. I just haven't, I'm, I'm open to other terms. Um, but, you know, to start when an employee comes to, to Expedia and they go through training and they're, they start on the phones, we do HR meetings with them at the 30 day period, the 60 day period, the 90 day period. Right. And so on their 30 day anniversary, they're 60 and they're 90. We just talk to them with, with one of our HR people. And we, we don't talk much about KPIs. 
I know all we're talking about is our two cultural things, which is attitude and effort, right? So again, we're trying to just totally instill our culture into these guys and understand like really what's what's expected of them. But these conversations are more, hey, how's it going? How's the program? Um, you know, how's your family? Is everything good at home? You know, with with the work from home, is your computer okay? Does your headset hurt? Uh, you know, little things like that that I think you know show that we care, um, and 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 leave it open ended so that if there is an issue, it's going to come out instead of us being specific and asking for something that maybe isn't an issue, um, and we we miss something. So I think you know those are those are really important. Now remember, we've done multiple podcasts on our agent analysis program. If you do not know what the agent analysis program is, you got to go back and you got to check it out. And our agent analysis is basically a 15-minute meeting that we have each supervisor has with each rep that talks about things that deal with attitude and effort, gets more into the KPI standpoint, also then starts to talk about advancement and and give them a roadmap and a plan for for moving up in the company, right? So by having our new hires have a 30, 60, 90 day meeting with our, our HR staff, um, that's more f- uh, on a friendly tone, having the every single week, you know, by this time of their 90 day, they should have had 12, roughly 12 uh, agent analysis meetings. You know, they should have a really good feel with what is expected of them. You know, and this guys, this is on top of every single day. We're having a meeting with the team and then we're doing individual IMs with the supervisor in each rep just to talk about KPIs for the the previous day, giving goals, right? So there should be no surprises here. And again, in the COVID period that we're in, over-communication is is really, really, really important, especially when it's work from home and maybe you're training at home and they don't get your culture, right? So you got to do everything you possibly can to have as much contact points to get your culture through to them so that they really understand, you know, what's happening. Now, if we do have an associate that has, you know, issues with with their QA, with their quality, with their attitude, with their effort. Uh, they're not showing up to work. We will put them on a probation period. We like to have our first probation if you're you really only get two chances on a probation period. One is a 30-day probation period. The second day is a 60-day, right? And the third day is normally it's termination if we get to that point. Right? Unless there's some some crazy cir- circumstances that we need to look through. Um, but basically, we just get more intense with everything that we're doing, right? So HR is going to meet with you now once a week. Um, we, You guys know about our attendance streak, our attendance multiplier, because so many of you have asked about that. Again, if you don't know about that, go back and, and check that episode out. I mean, that's raised our attendance 25 to 30%. And basically, it allows reps to make more money by just showing up to work right, over a nine-week period. So their streak goes away, right? So that's kind of the the biggest stick, right, that we have. Um, we make sure that if they complete the 30 days, they go back to where they were, right, in their streak. So we, you know, most of the time, if you're on probation, your streak's not very long, right, <laughs> which makes sense because your attendance probably isn't great. But sometimes it's a QA issue, right? And and what we're looking for, and the question that I always ask before, when a when HR comes to me and says, hey, we're going to put, you know, Susie Smith, poor Susie, she gets beat up a lot, poor Susie on probation is, you know, they know I'm going to ask, hey, is there a work problem or is there a work ethic problem, right? And if we have a work ethic problem, that's a bigger issue 
um, and something that we need to, to really go through. If it's a work problem, if we don't understand something, if we're just not doing something properly, you know, then that's a different type of probation that's that's going to be higher on the training aspect. Um, if we have just an attitude, effort, work ethic issue, you know, we're going to give that 30-day, you know, that, you know, 30-day chance, right, where we're going to continue to meet, really talk about your attendance. Uh, we're not going to really, really, unless there's a huge issue, uh, we really need that that associate to be here. I will tell you most of the time when the answer is we have a work ethic problem, you know, after that 30 day or during that 30 day probationary period, most of the time that associate does leave the organization or we ask them to leave. So we try to, again, you know, culture of attitude and effort, right? When we have a work ethic problem, you know, that really poses an issue. So, but basically for our plan, um, it's meeting with HR once a week. Our agent analysis program continues. Um, we try to sit them with a, a higher producing rep. Um, we also have a buddy program with our uh, higher team leads, right? That even if we're doing a work from home, we have them talk to them a little bit, make sure that if they have any issues, maybe they don't want to go to the supervisor with, we schedule some time to to make sure that there's a kind of the buddy system is in play to try to get them to, to kind of see the light that, you know, we, you can do this, other people are doing it, and let me try to help you. Um, again, we do take away a lot of some of the benefits, but we try to inst- give them back and, and, and tell them, hey, you're not going to have to, again, if, if you're streaking at nine weeks, right, for your attendance multiplier, and you're on probation, it started out week five. Now, you are going to go back to week zero, right? But if you pass through and we, we graduate you in our 30 days, you're going to go back to where you started. So to try to give them a little bit of, of something to work for. Um, we also give them extra uh, personal days, you know, if they complete the plan um, to try to, again, do more with the carrot than the than the stick, but understanding that you know there's still there's still KPIs there's still a, a a standard here that needs to be met, and we need to make sure that that you know we're we're hitting that. So again, you know I I think the the main thing is try to head all this stuff off at the beginning. I know that's easier said than done, but do your work up front. If you do your work up front, then you don't have to go through the pain of of putting somebody on probation, putting them through a plan, um, you know, giving them you know goals that are that are set in, in trying to put them more in stone, right? That you got to kind of hit these goals because it just causes more frustration than if you can really talk to the person ahead of time, make sure your HR is really involved, make sure your supervisor are really involved every single day. Don't let people just kind of go on their own, right? And, and, and aren't being touched to uh, talk to, aren't being kind of touched um, from that, that HR uh, supervisor standpoint that, that needs to happen every single day, especially with the work from home. So again, I hope that that helps um, at least get you thinking of of some of the things that you may need to do in your center from a uh, from a performance plan issue. Again, I don't want to get I didn't try to get specific into exactly what we do because it's going to be different for everybody. Uh, but hey, if you want my plan, I'm more than happy to send it to you. Just shoot me an email or, or DM me on LinkedIn. Um, and also, guys, hey, check out uh, check out OpenC. It's a call center geek art. I think that's what it's called, Call Center Geek Art, and uh, I'll be posting some things up there and see if there's anything you like. But again, thanks, guys, uh, so much, and I will talk to all you guys next week.